0: Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk
1: about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are,
0: Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another special edition of Gangplank Report. We have a very cool, super fan interview for you, and this is somebody that you guys are familiar with, Tiffany Copeland from season one of Below Deck Med. Tiffany and I have been friends for a very long time, even before she filmed the show, and we're really excited to have you here. Welcome.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having you again. <laughs> Most people don't know this. Tiffany was our guinea pig when we were first learning how to do our dynamic with Adrian and I interviewing people. We begged Tiffany and she was our guinea pig and it was so much fun, but nobody ever got to hear it. So uh, I, I, okay. <laughs> I may whip that out sometime later on in the future for <laughs> this is how far we've come because uh, it was a wreck. <laughs> Glad to be of service.
1: We also have another special guest with us, which is Amelia, which is Tiffany's baby that was just born in, it was beginning of July, right?
0: Yeah. July 3rd, Mm -hmm.
1: July 3rd. Right. She's a little peanut. And if you haven't seen her yet, you can check her out on Tiffany's Instagram at naughty yachty. And she's adorable. She's squeezable. Oh yeah. So she's besties with buddy, the boat dog. Now they got to meet a couple (laughs) weeks ago. Oh, fun. (laughs) Oh, I'll have to send you those pictures. Oh, it was so cute. It was so cute. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you. And I know you've been following this new season of Below Dad. And even though it's not your franchise, because it's not Mediterranean, I want to get your take on what you think so far. Jen and I kind of had a little summation so far of this season when we recorded our regular episode this morning. But I want to see what you think about this new season that's out. Holy ship show! (laughs) (laughs) It's not as much of a ship show as some of them, though.
0: No, no. But this is—I can't even keep up with the love triangle, square, whatever is going on. Yeah, I think
1: it's an octagon at this point. (laughs) Uh, Or hexagon, dodecahedron. By the
2: time it's over, I think all twelve of them will be in. Yeah,
1: it's like Gary on (laughs) steroids. Yeah. That's what I said on Twitter last night. I was like, this Jake guy is totally the new Gary. Like, yeah. he he's the Gary of the season, hands down. <laughs> Changed my mind. <laughs> All right, yeah. I don't get it. He's not my type. He, I don't get no. it. But yeah, it's been interesting to watch for sure. Amelia thinks Hi, it's Amelia. funny Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's funny? <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> So we've had, I mean, seems like it's been mostly deck related issues. And for people that don't know, you are a licensed captain Mm -hmm. and you're also very experienced on the deck. And even before you were doing below deck, you were on the exterior of the boat for the most part, right?
0: Yeah. I weaseled my way out there in the beginning stages. (laughs) There you go. Yeah,
1: she's very accomplished in the yachting world. Obviously, downtime right now with the baby, but <laughs> but yeah, Tiffany's definitely been around and she's got, I think you have the same license that Eddie holds, actually. What does he have? 200 ton? Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you are just as qualified as the first officer on Below Deck <laughs> now, so that's cool. And so what do you think about the rest of the interior team? Because I have some pretty strong thoughts on this and so does Jack. Oh,
0: so the Chiefs do. What was her name? Heather. Heather. So, Heather, she needs to work on her management skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. Frazier is on it. And Jess, I feel her pain being in the laundry room all the time, but I'm picking up a little bit of laziness on her end and just kind of spaced out. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't seem like
1: she's all the way with it, but I'm surprised that you think that Frazier's doing a good job.
0: Well, I do. Well, I guess in comparison to Jess.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. He's doing something. (laughs) I feel like he's had more noticeable actual mistakes happen throughout this season so far than we've seen. We've just seen her have kind of a lack of enthusiasm, but we haven't seen her royally screw anything up, like leaving a trash bag out for the guests to find. You know what I mean? So like maybe she's doing little things here and there, but we haven't seen her do anything major that would make me think that Heather and... Frazier kind of complaining about her nonstop is really very justified.
0: Well, I feel like next episode that'll
2: change. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. I do too.
2: And I'm trying to figure out did you get the gut instinct that that was purposeful on Heather's part, that she's trying to set her up to fail or that she's trying to get her enthused? How did you take it? I
0: kind of feel like almost production almost pushed this one and be like, hey,
2: Oh, good call. I hadn't even factored that in and I should have because that's generally the culprit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, oh, why don't you see how she does? You know, just kind of saying that in her ear and
1: like, oh, that's a good idea. But yeah, it might be to get her enthused a little bit. And two, let's be honest, your brain isn't all the way entertained when you're doing laundry all day long. No. (laughs) She has a lot of time to think about what's going on with her family back home. And maybe that's been helpful to her To process some of all that, but it's also really nice to have a distraction sometimes, so maybe it's been enough time that it's time to get her out in front of the guests and do something a little bit different that is utilizing her mind and her hands and her conversational skills and all the rest of those things. Yeah, no time to think. Right. Exactly. You're too busy to think about what's going on back home. And so maybe that would be beneficial for her to get out of her own head a little bit about it. Cause all you have is yourself to talk to in the laundry room as Lexi. <laughs> or, or, sing too, or sing to, which is always your favorite. Rocky. <laughs> I got That's flashbacks true. of Rocky. And everybody on this current season, I don't yeah. understand it. I don't understand the sing songy thing. It seems like everybody really in their conversations. And I feel like this must've happened as a production thing where they say, you know, if you're alone, we would really prefer that you say your thoughts out loud so that it sounds like you're talking to yourself out loud because all of them are doing it and singing at the same time. I just don't understand because that was like, if you watch the natural progression of how below deck has come around, you can definitely see trends in things that they kind of encourage the crew to do. Like I remember on my season, they encouraged me because I was really upset a couple of different times and I was just walking around and visibly upset and production came to me and they were like, look, for the purposes of this show, it doesn't make any sense to anybody in the audience. If you're upset, and you're not expressing yourself. All you're doing is just walking around upset. So go find somebody that you can confide in and explain to them why you're upset. And then your emotions and your visible face reactions actually make sense. And so usually Ben was that person for me. But it's interesting how they see things differently than we interpret them. Mm Because like, it would not be my natural inclination to go and complain to anybody about how I feel or why I feel that way I just process it and move on
0: I usually complain to my crew but doing it on camera knowing they're gonna see it later (laughs) (laughs) that made me
1: be a little bit quieter yeah 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 and at first in your season we saw that you and Hannah didn't really get along I feel like I remember her calling you her trash bag daughter at one point in time (laughs) yes yes and one of the things that I love about you the most that she was dismayed about was you drinking wine out of the bottle. I mean, that's generally one of my favorite things about you. There's a lot of them, but that's pretty high up there. And I think we actually have a lot of photos of you and I of us drinking wine straight out of a bottle. So sorry, Hannah, for our lack of manners. But right, and I was off. I was off the boat. Who gives a shit? And it's less, yeah, less dishes, better for the environment. Exactly. It's very green of you. Thank you. That's what we're saying. But now you and Hannah have built up a great friendship and love each other. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. I hope she invites me to her wedding. (laughs) Ew. Well, assuming anybody can actually get there from wherever they are. Yeah. She's awesome. I love her. And I have, because of you, gotten to know her. And I'm grateful for that, too, because I think she's great. I'm so happy for her. And I'm so happy that she is happy. I'm happy she's happy. So after your experience on Below Deck and now that you and I both avidly watch all the seasons mostly so we can throw our two cents into each other, Mm -hmm. what did you think about Sailing Season 2? My favorite season so far. Of all the franchises? Awesome. Of all the franchises, that was the best Hands down. Yeah. I think it's going to be really hard for them to recreate that magic. That doesn't mean that it's going to stop them from trying. But Mm -hmm. I think that that was just hands down the best season all the way around not only from the actual show but everything that happened as a result of the show while it was happening like oh yeah (laughs) at least once a week for five or six weeks something would happen and news would come out and my head would explode (laughs) and I was just like what is going on with these people like it was just (laughs) such a magic in a bottle situation that they just got so lucky with casting on that one Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see Colin and Daisy and Gary coming back because I think that if they're going to have any crossover and any returns, obviously Danny and Allie aren't coming back because they have babies. But mm-hmm. you know, to have those three, who were kind of at the core of all of that, come back, I think is amazing. I'm excited. And I hope that we don't do what we're doing with this season of Below Deck and just go womp womp because I feel like hailing after a season like that, coming into Mediterranean, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't want to watch because Sandy and Malia were back. Mm -hmm. And they did anyway, or eventually. And I think it was an okay season. I mean, Lexi was definitely the star of that season for sure. (laughs) And once she left, it felt like that just kind of slid downhill because there wasn't really much going on beyond that. As far as like dynamic drama. But this season to me feels like, Everybody, except for Jake, is pretty much behaving themselves, and everybody is kind of sort of, for the most part, getting along, and there's a little bit of drama on the deck because they just can't get their poop in a group, but I can't say that any one thing about this season stands out to me so far.
0: No, I mean, the wind. <laughs> the wind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the wind is your main character, yeah. you're struggling a
2: little bit <laughs>
1: When the wind is the main foil for the characters, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Someone get knocked up already, (laughs) geez. Honestly, though, where do you go from there? It had so much, Sailing at season two, I mean, had so much real life drama that a lot of this stuff seems kind of petty. And they all seem conflict averse, which I am in real life. But when you're saying it all behind everybody's back, You don't get any real reaction. It's kind of an extension of what production told you, Adrian, that you have to verbalize it, but they're verbalizing it to the people who they're comfortable with and not to the people it's going on with. So there's no drama really manifesting from anybody. It's all just kind of catty gossip at this point. Mm -hmm. Right
1: i agree and maybe we'll have a dynamic second half of this season we're on episode six now so i mean maybe it'll start to ramp up they showed a little bit of preview and i don't know if all of that pertains directly to the next episode or if that's a build-up over time because they tease us with that kind of stuff all the time where you're like holy crap the next episode looks action-packed and then like maybe one or two of those interesting things happens and then you have to wait till the next two or three episodes to see Mm -hmm. the rest of it Mm -hmm. so who's knows what we're actually gonna get but it just seems like this is a very slow burn for me and to the point where the wind might just take it out yeah (laughs) it might there has to be a god of wind i wonder what that i'll have to google it and then we can name our next episode after that because the god of wind (laughs) i'm sure there is is really yes in norse mythology there has to be a god of wind right yeah I'm Googling
2: my little fingers off right now.
1: (laughs) What do you think is one aspect of filming this show that not a lot of the viewers understand?
0: That we don't actually have that much downtime?
1: Yeah. In
0: my six weeks of filming, I had two dark days and two full days off, like meaning we were at the beach all day, not just like a night out. So four days off in six weeks, you were beyond exhausted And I was jet lagged that first week and obviously Julia and Hannah weren't. So, you know, they were giving me shit for being tired all the time, but I'm like, you guys didn't switch time zones. (laughs) right? (laughs) Um,
1: Makes a difference. In Europe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That and just, you know, you don't get to go where you want to go. They already pre-planned where you're going to go to dinner and where you're allowed to go get drinks and if you're allowed to stay behind.
1: Kind of like having a parent that just plans everything for you. Yeah,
0: like if you wanted to like go get your hair done or something, you had to be like escorted. Make sure you don't talk to anyone else because they might miss that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a really weird little bubble, that's for sure. And I can only imagine what it's like with COVID now. Oh yeah, We are so lucky we didn't film in the time of COVID. But it seems like it's even more amplified these days with the nights out that we see and waiters still wearing masks and all that kinds of stuff. I hope that that starts to dissipate sometime Mm -hmm. soon, but who knows? I don't think as much of the late night drama would have happened with Sailing Yacht or with Mediterranean if it wasn't for the lockdowns because they were forced to go back to the boat as soon as they were done with dinner they couldn't go to bars and get drinks and stuff like right. that so they had to return to the boat and normally the hot tub doesn't get used by the crew as much as we saw especially on sailing yacht but or the
0: master bedroom
1: or the master bedroom <laughs> exactly but in those circumstances where else do you go
2: exactly. what else do you
1: you know they could all sit calmly on the aft deck with all their clothes on but that wouldn't be interesting to watch <laughs> <laughs> boring exactly so there's got to be something even though it's usually against the rules to use the hot tub like that or to party in the master I guess they had to bend the rules a little bit because what other options did they have you know
0: and sailboats are a lot more chill with that stuff anyway
1: exactly I agree with that and it didn't seem like they did much that was destructive at least on sailing season it didn't seem (laughs) it seemed like they were mildly responsible They weren't jumping out and slamming their legs on things like we saw the other crew do on Mediterranean. God, that was horrible. That was so bad. bad. I still cringe. Oh, I wanted to say, did you
0: notice the shots that no one ordered at dinner on last night's episode? That's always my favorite. No, I I
2: didn't notice that. That is
0: like production 101 right there.
2: (laughs) They're not getting enough. So here, have some shots. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And they were like on fire too. So I was like, oh, that... That's amazing. I'm going to have to rewatch a third time now because I missed that. (laughs)
0: They they did that to us too. And I remember like, I think it was maybe our second night out and the shots just kept showing up. And I like grabbed my microphone from my shirt. I was like, stop sending over shots. I'm hammered.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and too, like my season, they paid for all the food and alcohol when we went out. Mm -hmm. So I have been told in more recent seasons that the crew actually has to pay for their booze. And I was like, well, then you can't expect the same result. But if they're sending them cheap flaming shots of whatever Mm -hmm. in conjunction with the booze that they're paying for on their own, then that makes sense to me that they would be wasted to the point where they don't remember making out with someone of the same gender. (laughs) I was just going to say that the blackout makes more sense. (laughs)
2: Yeah. If they're mixing cheap well drinks with their high-priced drinks that they buy for themselves, right. after that big tip.: Oh <laughs> so, A couple weeks ago, Adrian was saying that she really had some PTSD after her season. Oh, yeah. do you have to decompress after yours,
0: Tiffany? I did. that's I called Adrian I think with like maybe two days left of filming and I was like what did I do? She's like why didn't you tell me you went on the show? I could have helped you way before this. I know. Yeah. I was so naive. Went to Fantasy Fest right after.
1: Yeah we did a decompression session in possibly the best place possible. <laughs> I took my mom to Fantasy Fest for her 60th birthday a handful of years ago. Well this was a while ago now but And Tiffany happened to be planning on coming down with some friends of hers. So she came over to the resort where we were staying and we got in the pool in our pirate costume and we sat there for hours and just kind of went through things. I think it's really hard for especially viewers to understand, but even other yachties to understand how crazy that experience is and how you go from having legitimately 25 people around you all day, every day, unless you're sleeping to quiet and being alone sometimes and not having to worry about taking off a radio when you go to the bathroom and not have to worry about what am I saying and what am I doing because you don't pay attention to the things that you say or how you say them as much as you do when there's cameras faced at you. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I think that that is the really difficult part of this entire process that nobody really talks about or prepares you for is that. Because once it's over, it's a very abrupt end. I mean, you film the last day and you do a couple of teasers and then you'd go do your pickups months and weeks later, but it just ends one day. Right. You know, you, it takes a while to adjust to it. And then once it's over, you're like, what did I do? Yeah. What just happened?
0: Well, and then to go off of that, you start thinking like, oh my God, I said this. I wonder if they're going to show that they're going to make me look like X, Y, Z.
1: And.
0: That adds a whole new layer to what you just Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. So overall, I know that Adrienne's had a really mixed bag since then. I mean, she's met wonderful people through it, but she's also had a tough time on social media. How has your aftermath been and has it affected whether you would want to experience it again on some level?
0: I was received pretty well after the first few episodes. And still, I still have people messaging me like, oh, you were my favorite. I'm like, do you really actually remember who I was? Um, Yeah. (laughs) But thank you. I remember. Ah, thanks. (laughs) I don't know if I'd do it again. Like part of me would love to have another 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Part of me, I'm just like, I don't want to air my dirty laundry.
2: Right, yeah, I get that. Depends on how much they'd pay me. Right. (laughs) And what rank? It would be interesting to see A different female captain because we've had the chance to get other male captains but it would be interesting to get another female captain perspective too i am
0: not qualified for that big of a
2: boat (laughs) well not that big of a boat yet
0: yet (laughs) true i mean if it was like a hundred footer i'd do it
2: yeah there you go i wonder if adventure series if they might start doing smaller ones no they're not going to okay well no
1: there you go same size Yeah. Same size boat because they still have to have room for the camera crew. A hundred foot boat, as comfortable as we are on it, and as easy as something like that is to take care of and maintain and work on, it's not big enough for the camera crew and everybody else. So unless we all just you know, wore GoPros on our chest. Well, that's what I meant. (laughs) I didn't know
2: if adventure (laughs) series was going to go more documentary style where it isn't so pretty and glossy and produced, I guess, is the best word. But
1: apparently not. (laughs) It is going to be a lot more interesting to watch the guest excursions, though. Yeah, there is going to be a lot more off-boat stuff that they're going to be able to do in a more wilderness-type setting than a beach party. Nothing like having a beach picnic, but on a glacier.
2: Right, Could be fun. That will be very cool.
1: So how has
2: life been now that you've gone from captain to captain slash mom?
0: It is a total 180. And I thought charter guests partying all night was hard. Mm -hmm. This is way harder. Mm
2: -hmm. But way more rewarding.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, she doesn't tip me. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's true. She's pretty cute. Yeah. hopefully she'll tip you once you get a job you know Oh yeah that, yeah start paying me back 18 years from now yeah God, could you imagine <laughs> just start an account with interest just let her know <laughs> that you're keeping track
2: that's funny actually just tip yourself just put it in a little this is my i put up with spit up today i get two dollars
0: i was gonna say if you follow me on twitter you can see how much i get pooped on
2: (laughs) i did i saw the explosion
1: Yes. (laughs) I was going to say, it's like the opposite of a swear jar, actually. (laughs) You just put that out and like a dollar every time feces is somewhere that it's not supposed to be.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd be pretty rich by now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I love Amelia. I'm so glad that I got to hang out with you guys a couple of weeks ago. And we had planned this podcast to do this a couple of weeks ago for right around now for a very specific reason. And that was that... I'm going to try to do this without crying. (laughs) Andrew and I were going to announce that we were having our first baby. And that was supposed to be sometime around June, which would have made... Amelia 11 months older. And unfortunately, a couple weeks ago, I had a miscarriage. And so we're not getting to do the fun, exciting announcement because actually, Jen was one of the first people to know about it. And Tiffany was like number two or three people (laughs) that I called because I was freaking out and I didn't know what to do and I was super excited but also really scared and nervous at the same time and I called her and I was like so at what point do you start being more excited and less anxious about this whole baby process and her response to me was um I'm still not all the way excited yet (laughs) and I was like you were the wrong person to call about this you're supposed to be my hype man But unfortunately, we're not making the exciting announcement. But what I have learned through this process is how many women I know in person that before this, I never knew had miscarriages. And it's wild how many people I know have gone through this. And I never knew about it because it's not something that anybody ever really talks about. Mm -hmm. And I, at first you know, you go through the process of like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? Did I not take enough vitamins? All of those things. I lost the baby at about seven weeks and it took me a couple more weeks to find that out because nothing happened. And it wasn't until I went in for a regular ultrasound appointment that they told me. And apparently that happens a lot. And especially in that first trimester and For me to be able to talk to other people that have gone through this and then gone on to have perfectly healthy kids afterwards, it was just astounding to me how many people, because the first couple of days I didn't really tell much of anybody and it felt very lonely. And at that point, because it's so early on, even my husband wasn't I mean, he was bummed. He was really sad, but it's one of those things that like, it's harder for him to process because there wasn't anything visible that was different about me. And it was sad, but I still felt very lonely. And I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it today with you guys, both of you guys being moms and also knowing people who have gone through this, I just I guess I want everybody to know that you're not alone. If it's something that you've been through and you haven't talked to anybody about I mean, I'm happy to have conversations about it because I feel like already I'm thinking into the future and thinking, am I going to feel guilty if I'm excited about the next one?
2: You won't. No. You won't. It's a totally separate experience the next time around. And I'm so proud of you for doing this. I can't imagine how hard it is to be this openly vulnerable about it, but it really is. It has been a silent suffering that a lot of us have gone through and we don't talk about it because it is painful. It's hard to relive it. It's hard to talk about the hopes and dreams that you had knowing that that's not happening in this specific situation, But I'm also very glad that you have been open to knowing this wasn't anything that you did. You got past the self-blame part very quickly. And I was so happy that you did because I see women get stuck in that, like that they had total control over it. And that's just not the case. And so much so that science can't even tell us exactly why. There are so many variables that they can't narrow it down and say, this is what happened, or this is what happened. So I'm proud of you. And if you do feel guilty, all you have to do is to reach out to either one of us, and we will remind you that you don't need to. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you. And it's crazy, like a couple days before you told me, a friend of mine had just gone through it, and she went public about it, and I was like, Look, I'm so sorry, obviously. And I reached out to her once I found out about you, and I was like, what can i what can I do to help help her through this process? And one of the things she said was, like, Have food delivered. And you being across the state, I was like, All right, okay, <laughs> Friday, <laughs> pizza's gonna be showing up on your doorstep." <laughs>
1: So. Yeah. I actually ended up having to have a procedure to make sure that everything was cleared out in there. And when I got home from that, there was a pizza waiting for me from Tiffany That's and so her sweet. husband, which was very sweet. Yeah. It was a very thoughtful thing to do. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, those carbs were maybe the best carbs I've had. In long time. It was good. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. And that is part of the thing like it's a little bit different than a sibling dying or a parent dying or you know because you don't have necessarily a face to put to it Mm -hmm. so it's not the same kind of grieving I think that you go through when you lose a person that you've come to know it's just what you think you might know eventually there's just a lot a lot in the air there Mm -hmm. and so i think that's part of what makes it more difficult is that you just don't have anything tangible right so it's one of those things where it's just like it's almost like in theory this this is what happened it doesn't even seem real at times but i'm a couple weeks past it now and i'm hopeful about the future and i'm excited all the stories that I've been told about people who've gone on to have really healthy kids afterwards. It seems like this has been the year of below deck babies. And (laughs) I was certain, I mean, we weren't really even planning for that to happen, but it seemed fitting for everything else that was going on. And I'm glad that everybody else, Danny and Allie and you and Hannah have gone on to have awesome babies. And, and I'm not, sad about that or jealous about that like I it gives me hope mm-hmm. and being able to hang out with you and Amelia a couple weeks ago was awesome and I loved that and I'm grateful for our friendship and I'm grateful to see who Amelia turns out to be mm-hmm. and eventually hopefully she'll have a buddy to pal around oh, yeah, with I hope so
0: and I'm really proud of you for talking about it it's- I know that's tough, but I know you're going to help a lot of people by doing that.
1: Well, and that's the thing is I think the the initial, after the initial sadness wears off, it's the loneliness that sets in because you feel like telling people that even if they didn't know about the pregnancy to begin with, that they're going to think something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that is not at all the case. When I started telling people about it, the more I realized how unfortunately normal it is and how it's a club that you never want to be in, but it's a much bigger club than you ever knew Exactly. until it happens. And I think that that's, what's important for women to understand is that you're not alone. It's not just you. And if anybody is ever going through this or needs to vent about it, I'm here, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you can find me. And I'm happy to talk to you about it. Cause I feel like it's really important that you have a way to have a healthy outlet about it and talk about it. So
2: I agree. I'm here for you. You're the best. We love you. And we know you've got bright things coming your way. And I really through this whole thing, I just realized how incredibly strong you are and what a gift our friendship has been. And years down the road, when I have, Tales to tell of pirate costumes in pools like you and Tiffany have. I'm (laughs) still going to look back on this and see where it started. And I just think you're amazing. And I think it's great that you have brought this out. So people don't have to be silent about it anymore because you do need to grieve it. And I think when you're in that spot where you feel alone, you tend to stuff feelings down and not grieve it. And that makes it hard for people. And we need to find a way to facilitate it so they can go through the whole process. Yeah.
1: Well, and I'm looking forward to calling. I mean, obviously, Jen, you'll be one of my top people to speed dial about (laughs) all the parenting things I need to know. But same thing. I can't wait to get crappy parenting advice from Tiffany. And maybe by then she'll be, maybe she'll be excited by that.
0: You call me on like a sleep deprived day, which is. Almost always, but getting <laughs> to sleep more now, so I'm I'm happier.
2: My kids are having kids now, so my information might be out of date <laughs> massively. <laughs> You'll have your kids in like the worst fashion possible. I'll try and bring back granimals for them, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and when I was talking to Tiffany, she said it's really amazing how after a period of time your memory seems to forget some of the things, especially about the actual pregnancy and the birth portion of the activity so that you are encouraged to do it again. Because if you actually remember all of the terrible, horrible, awful things that you had to go through, Mm -hmm. you might not ever want to do it again. It's some kind of a defense mechanism in your brain. Uh Tiffany is not past that point. (laughs) Yeah, She still remembers everything very vividly, but you've had enough time lapse at this juncture Mm -hmm. that you probably remember some of the details, but not how bad and how terrible some are you kidding me
2: I still use it as threats against my kids I'm like I was in labor for 16 (laughs) hours with you you owe me and she's 30 so
0: (laughs) I can't wait to use that one
2: (laughs) it's fun it's nice to have in the mom guilt bag yes the mom guilt bag is a real thing so That's hilarious. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, Tiffany. And thank you, Adrian, for sharing with everybody. I think it's going to make a big difference. You can catch Tiffany on Twitter and on Instagram at Naughty Yachty. Mm hmm. And did you have anything else going on that you wanted to promote? Any upcoming holiday things?
1: Oh, you should tell them about shotgun. Yeah, shotgun thing. Yeah.
0: So my husband and I and Amelia we're moving up to Virginia. His dad's got a huge farm up there, like 350 acres,
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: we're gonna build a house up there and open up a wedding venue and reopen the hunting preserve. Nice RV site and. I was selling shotgun shell boutonnieres on Etsy, but apparently those are banned on there. So I had to make my own website. (laughs) So that is whiteoakspreserve.com. And you can find all of our Virginia adventures on there and shop our boutonnieres. And I just started making Christmas wreaths as well.
2: Awesome. Very cool. I'm going to go check that out as soon as we hang up. (laughs) They're very cool, actually.
1: Thanks they wouldn't have fit in necessarily at my beach wedding no line. probably
2: but, not but i mean if you guys want to like, yeah well, you could shoot skeet over the water you gotta <laughs> regain some of your hillbilly girl <laughs> i gotta get
0: you back up here <laughs> when you do your vow renewal we'll we'll switch it up oh nice
1: <laughs> there you go we can do the vow renewal up at white oak preserve perfect
0: you can be my first customer
1: <laughs> i like it that would be a lot of fun I'll be like, so Andrew, how do you do- feel about doing a four-year vow renewal? <laughs> He'd be down. Oh, he would totally be down. Oh it would be fun. Yeah. We'll have to get our favorite redneck, Paul, up there. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Paul is a captain friend of ours. We've worked together several times, and he was actually the flower boy in my wedding. Nice. <laughs> so flower flower person, human, man, flower man in my wedding. Yeah he's a gooster so awesome. awesome well i love both of you guys thank love you for you. everything you. Not, not just this but everything i love both of Aww. you so thank you guys for joining us and we will talk to you soon bye bye bye
0: special thanks to our friends who helped us create gangplank report down below music and lyrics by angel tweeter frail and terry abbott performed by laurel Lyle, of florida production assistance by michael castanato Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence, cast off me
1: hearties.